Hello friends, welcome back to Currently Workshopping, a show where we work through the perils and frizzong of being alive together. I'm your host Cece again, and this week I am joined by Shannon Affluently Forward, one of my first creator friends I would say, and also the host of the Fluently Forward podcast, which is your weekly dose of celebrity gossip, blind items, and uh, sometimes conspiracy theories. So welcome Shannon. Ooh, lovely intro. I like that. I'm, I'm going to copy it, use it for myself. <laughs> copyrighted shannon copyright. oh yeah sorry i'm gonna trademark it you can't say it anymore you have to pay me if you say it and then makes sense it. <laughs> um yeah so shannon i guess like maybe start us off with a little bit about your own podcast and uh you can do our meet you i'll let you okay do i'll do it okay so my podcast thanks for having me on cc it's called fluently forward we do episodes um every monday morning And we typically cover, we go like TV show by TV show and movie to talk about the drama that's happening or happened on it, the blind items of the individuals. We also talk about different celebrities, trending topics. And yeah, sometimes conspiracy theories sneak in there, but not political ones, more like Atlantis and dragons and things like that. And Cece and I met a year ago at a dinner that she invited me to. And we've just been friends ever since, kind of talking about... A little bit of everything. I feel like I can talk, and this this is why I love your podcast. It's about everything, sure, celebrity, influencer life, but also like sociology and psychology and why trending topics trend and what they mean and all of that stuff. I'm just a sucker for it. Yeah, no. And well, I was never like a celebrity gossip blind items person. I think hmm. I was of the ilk, and we'll talk, talk about this later, but I was a little like, oh, that's like lowbrow. That's like beneath me. That's like what people read about on Us Weekly. And that's what I read in the dentist's office only. But <laughs> what I love about your podcast is I feel like you do kind of approach things with more than just like, a, oh, isn't it crazy that this happened angle? Like it is a lot more about yeah, like what it means for broader society. Like, isn't it kind of weird that like all these people are living their lives at the same time as us? Yeah, th- I mean, that's a good point. We all think of that, of tabloid, right? Anytime I see a People magazine, I'm like, I'm either about to get a manicure or a mole removed. I'm like, that's the only time I see those magazines <laughs> is in some sort of waiting office. But yeah, what we talk about a lot is how we don't like magazine tabloid covers and what it means when somebody says that somebody is very much in love it means that it could be a fake relationship (laughs) or if they are exhausted that means that they could be on drugs if they're dehydrated it means that they're going to rehab so just kind of cutting through the bowl and I think um in the last two years everyone's gotten really sick of traditional media you know Mm -hmm. it's probably a mixture of everything that happened with politics and COVID and the pandemic, it just kind of blew it into a way where people were like, you know what, I'd rather get my news from the regular people than these like elite companies who it turns out literally lie to us all the time. And then they never get in trouble for it. So I mean, I think this kind of came to a head with Weinstein, right? Um, I didn't really know what blind items were beforehand, which actually like, let's back up, we should probably talk (laughs) a little bit about like what a blind item is rather than just like, using the phrase and assuming uh, familiarity. So um, why don't we like, you know, go through the blind item, what it is, like what, how they came to be and um, maybe like a few examples so that the audience isn't just like thinking in a vacuum. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, that was their first question, right? They're like, what is a blind item? I've never heard of that before. So they were actually blind items came around in the late 1800s. And this guy in a newspaper for the small town used to do them. And it was kind of essentially blackmail because it's kind of airing someone's dirty laundry without actually saying their name. 
So he would put stuff in there where it would be like, can you believe that the preacher, you know, was seen with this married woman around town? And it's the type of rumor where you wonder who it is. It doesn't say anyone's name. But if you are the married woman hooking up with the preacher, Mm -hmm. you know it's about you. So the people in the town would go and try to pay off this guy to be like, do not spill my secret because I know that you know, but nobody else knows that it's me right now. So it kind of started a little bit as extortion. But over the years, it's moved on to tabloids and it's basically talking about an alleged rumor before it's an official journalistic story with sources that have been vetted and in order to kind of protect yourself from just being defamatory everywhere online you don't actually say who it's about so if you wanted to say that selena gomez is still hooking up with justin bieber you might say this foreign born north of the border tweener turned pop star justin bieber has been seen canoodling with his ex-girlfriend uh pop singer slash bad actress who recently had a documentary come out. And then you would say, oh, my God, Justin Bieber and Selena are hooking up. Can you believe it? So blind items give all of these riddles. And then people who are plugged into pop culture go through and try to say, oh, my God, can I see what's going on? And blind items really intrigue people because a lot of people view them. And sometimes they are fan fiction. Sometimes they aren't vetted. Sometimes they're just crazy rumors. But these blind items have also been talking about Weinstein for years before it came out, Epstein for years before it came out, Army Hammer before people knew that he was a cannibal, Kevin Spacey before people knew that he was gay and also abusing young men and boys. So I think it kind of urges a lot of people because I know for me, probably for you and others, when Epstein and Weinstein news about them came out, everyone said, oh, it was such an open secret. And I was like, that's so fucking, sorry for cursing. That's so (laughs) rude of you to say, if it's an open secret, why wasn't it stopped? So I think a lot of people read blind items because they don't want the next open secret to be something that everybody knows about, but nobody talks about it. So it's really tantalizing to feel like you got the scoop and those are blinds. That was a long, long winded intro of it. No, I mean, I I think what fascinates me about blinds is like, if it was such an open secret, like if if Weinstein and Epstein were such open secrets, like why wasn't Us Weekly publishing something about it? Like why wasn't, I don't know, just like it rising through the ranks of more hard hitting journalism, like the LA Times being like, hey, there is this huge expose. It's like baffling to me that these like traditional media outlets didn't really do anything about it, even though it seems like everyone kind of knew? Well, they were actively told not to. I mean, you know, famously, ABC tried to run a story about Epstein years before it came out. And this is the newer Epstein, because obviously he was first convicted in 2008. Mm -hmm. And they were threatened by the royal palace because they had sources relating Prince Andrew to Epstein. And they basically told ABC, if you run this story on Epstein, you're never going to get a royal family interview. So they shut it down. And I think you saw that, of course, happening with Harvey Weinstein. He's incredibly powerful. And I find it really disheartening. Like, they're doing a documentary now. It's coming out this year or maybe, you know, next year, AKA next month. And it's all about how the New York Times broke the Harvey Weinstein story. And I'm like, are they going to talk about in the documentary how they must have known about Harvey Weinstein for years? So I just hate how now that these things have come out of the woodwork, everyone goes, oh my God, like I heard rumors. It's my story to tell too. Like I once heard something bad about Weinstein and nobody's brave enough to have done something about it. But everybody now wants to get the publicity points of being like, I also was involved in the Harvey Wein story. Oh, come on. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
I think what's like w- interesting about how you're saying like, you know, ABC News, allegedly LA Times, New York Times, how they must approach it now is you said it started off as blackmail, right? So like this guy being like, if you don't want your story out, pay me. And now I feel like for these other publications, it's turned more into we don't publish it because we want further access to you. It's like in service of like, I mean, I guess they do indirectly profit through the future stories about the royal family, et cetera. But like, it's not like they're in that position of blackmailing power anymore. They are now like subservient to their subjects in a way that is like the direct flipping of what it started off as, which was like the Dude, literally the celebs are extorted. It's the queen going, if you post that thing about Jeffrey Epstein, you're never going to hear from us again. So you're right. It's like opposite extortion. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think I see this happen like so much in modern society. Maybe it's like late stage capitalism, but this like inversion of so many relationships where like we used to think that these companies or outlets like served us and it turns out that like we serve them. And I think like blind items are a really interesting way in I, I mean, like, I like them because they feel, like, a little bit more democratic. Um, I am, I don't know if I should admit this to you, but, like, my first, and like, introduction to blind items was through Demois during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Good I know for you- her. She made everyone think, I mean, before that, a blind item was just something that, like, 2% of people involved with pop culture knew about, and now it's, like, 90, you know? Yeah. What do you think, like, kind of contributed to the rise of uh blind items during the pandemic was like that your first introduction or did you are were you already like knee deep in it no i was already i think like 2015 was when i got into blind items um on crazy days and nights but i think that they definitely did take off in a big way i mean probably all thanks to dumois because i don't think crazy days and nights was really having like a it wasn't being turned into an app or a twitter account or things like that and um I think it was just everyone was at home bored, right? You're looking for something to do. Blind items are a rabbit hole. It's so fun to go down a rabbit hole. I went down like 20 of them during COVID. And then also that was paired with celebrities also being locked in the house. So you still want to get celebrity gossip and scandal and entertainment, but there's no more red carpets. There's no more TV shows that are filming. There's more no more celebrities going out on dates and being snapped. So the only thing you really had to go off of was blind items from the past that people were talking about and spreading. So that kind of was a stand-in for celebrity entertainment because as much as they tried, nobody wanted to see Reese Witherspoon cooking live on Instagram for like the fifth time that week where like we've seen it. We want something fresh and juicy. Yeah. And I also think the pandemic kind of contributed to this, like the moment you're public, like it was a sign that you were a bad person, right? There was like a lot of, I, I, I do think the pandemic contributed to this, like, virtue signaling but virtue was staying inside so the moment you were outside like if you were even like on a grocery run um a little like meeting a friend if someone set saw you and they like put that in um submitted that as a blind item all of a sudden people were like well you're a bad person now Um, oh my god we've gotten so moral about (laughs) things like everything is good or bad and we take it so far too even with covid if you went for a walk outside by yourself, I think there was a guy who was arrested who was kayaking on the river far away from anyone. His dog might have been in the kayak with him. So if you're like out for a hike in the woods on your own during COVID and someone snapped a picture of you, they would be like, did you know that you killed someone's grandma by going outside? It's like, what? So we started doing that with celebrities. And um, it's almost like the rise of, do you remember that? 
it might have been a Tumblr account, your fave is problematic. Oh, yeah, I do kind of remember that. And I love blind items just for the fun of it, because I think that we're all flawed, we're all morally gray, every single person has done good and bad things, but there are a lot of people drawn to blind items who use it as this way to say, great, I've always wanted a reason to not like Alison Brie, and now that I can look up her blind items and find one that's bad, confirmation bias. She is an evil person, I have the blind item to support it, and now I feel good about hating her because she's evil. And that's just like not the truth of any of it, other than Epstein and Weinstein and Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so just a couple. Just, just a, couple. a few. Because yeah, that's the thing, it's tantalizing because some of these people, it turns out, are kind of psychopaths. Yeah, um, I like to say that we're like all a little QAnon, not in that like we all believe in QAnon, but like we all feel this urge to want to know a little bit more than other people. Like we all want to be like, Mm -hmm. I know something you don't know. Like um, I am aware of this like large, uh, wide ranging conspiracy potentially that's impacting us all. Um, It does make us feel smarter. And even though I, you know, QAnon is a separate thing than blind blind items, but I think like the motivating impetus is actually pretty similar. Totally. They're both rabbit holes. They're both things that not everyone knows about. And they're also both things, I'm probably going to get shit on for saying this, but they're both things that do have a sliver of truth. And I'm not saying QAnon is true, but I am saying there are things like QAnon talks about sex trafficking, which is true. It's just that Hillary Clinton is not sex trafficking people, and that's where they're wrong. And they talk about elite, powerful people. God knows with Epstein, we found out that there's a lot of elite, powerful people covering up for each other. So that is true. But once again, is Hillary Clinton eating babies? (laughs) No. So it, it goes a little bit far. And it's the same with blind items. Are celebrities doing drugs and engaging in threesomes and cheating on their spouses? Yes, I would gander most of them. It comes out that they are. But is every single celebrity doing that? No. So there's ways that you can take it too far. You really have to keep a logical head about it. But there's really something so addictive to it. And also there's just all these new stuff coming out in both of those arenas. So like it keeps you very well fed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like contributes to our infinite scroll uh, culture, our like desire for infinite consumption of new things uh, mixed in with this you get to use the truth to concoct some potential lie, but you don't know. But because it's like based in truth, it feels a lot more grounded. Yeah. Did you ever get into the QAnon stuff? I remember finding some Twitter threads because they talked a lot about celebrities. And Mm -hmm. I remember during COVID, every celebrity, they were like, they're about to be exposed for trafficking and stuff. I remember Ellen DeGeneres was like, there was just one week when like Ellen DeGeneres looked like shit because you know she just like whatever nobody could see their hair and makeup people and I remember a Twitter thread being like it is because she's running low on adrenochrome and she doesn't she isn't drinking the children's blood because the supply ran out and I'm like or she just that's what a person looks like without concealer (laughs) yeah so it was like a wild time online people really took it way too far Yeah. I mean, I think we all just like wanted something to hold on to. And uh, I guess this like, I want to ask you, you kind of have this theory about like the evolution of blinds light, right? Where it goes from like first a conspiracy theory, then to a blind item, then it's an internet rumor, and then like a google.com conspiracy theory. And I was Mm -hmm. like, at what point is it like valid, right? Like at what point is this like drinking blood thing, maybe a blind (laughs) item? Like where are the lines? Um, Because it just seems like 
going back to like black and white, it could just be easy to be like, oh, everything is untrue until it's like published in the New York Times. But that's like clearly not it. Yeah, I guess once you have a publisher backing you, that's when things are taken seriously. You know, I think we saw that a lot with the Army Hammer situation. Um, But then it's also hard because, you know, if you go full conspiracy, you could say, well, ABC News wanted to do something on Epstein, but then they didn't. Mm-hmm. So does that them not doing the story on Epstein back then, did it mean that it wasn't true back then? No, it doesn't. So I, I think two things go hand in hand, like traditional media companies and publishing give validity to something because yeah. you need sources, right? You need things to be verified and validated. And that's what journalists, journalists are trained to do. But I think, and once again, I think traditional media hasn't realized this, the fact that they shit the bed on this so many times that's why blind items are taking off. That's why people are going full conspiracy theory, because you didn't do the Epstein story and you took money from, you know, lobbyists and things like that to sway what was going on. So I think the fact that we don't have true journalists nowadays who are looking into this, but are instead just being paid to like promote stories and things like that. I think that's why blind items are taking off. Um, So it's kind of a catch 22 because you once the new york times publishes something in my eyes that makes it valid and that means that it's true and it's been signed off on but then when you find out years down the road oh that article was paid for by xyz or you know the crown threatened them not to do this piece then you go well damn do i believe anything coming out of abc's mouth anymore so i also don't know what that's going to take because we don't want everyone running around as conspiracy theorists that leads to nothing good so i just don't know if like traditional news and publishing companies need to be broke down and then built up or if they need to start getting fined like i just don't know how to solve it yeah i mean i think we're kind of starting to see this disintegration of the journalist like publication space right i think through things like substack uh it kind of like centers the individual journalist a bit more and i don't know i query whether they actually are less susceptible to influence like they probably still could be especially because i think being a writer is a very uh, non-lucrative career there's this sense that like oh you follow the journalist because they might not be beholden to corporate interests or like royal interests or like celebrity interests in the same way as these like larger publications yeah and even then you have personal like if you go to google and you type in why is red wine bad for you and then you type in why is red wine good for you we live in a world now where you can literally have articles that scientifically explain why it's good for you wholeheartedly and then also why it's bad for you so i think a lot of people are just struggling of like what is the true answer what's the truth and if there is no truth you just kind of go which with whichever one you want and sometimes that's red wine being good for you sometimes that's emma watson being a cocaine addict you know what i mean like whatever truth you want to find there's a person online who's going to tell you with their chest fully puffed out like this is the right answer yeah and how do you kind of decide for yourself like oh this is not just a conspiracy theory that I don't want to give credence to, um, and which is like, oh, this is like a legitimate blind item that would be of interest to some people that I at least am not so worried about potentially getting sued over. Yeah. It depends. Like, there's some things that you can kind of, there's different areas of breaking down blind items to see if they're true or if you think that they're true, right? And of course, there's some that take you by surprise, like Ellen DeGeneres being mean, Bill Cosby being an abuser, like who would have ever expected those? So I don't like it when some people say, 
oh my God, that couldn't have been Tom Hanks cheating on his wife because like he would never, he's such a good guy. He played Captain Sully in Mr. Rogers. So I think with celebrities, it's really hard because you view celebrities as characters. You really do. So you don't think, would Blake Lively do that? You go, would Serena Vander Woodson really do that? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people view blind items as true or false based off of the character that the person plays, which I don't think is a good way to do it. So sometimes I look at past history. For example, Cara Delevingne has slept with so many people in Hollywood that <laughs> if a blind item comes out saying that she was with Doja Cat or something, I might be a little bit more likely to believe it because she has that past history. Um, I also think, too, something that you can do is using that PR language speak. So when I first started getting into blind items, I remember going, oh, my God, blind items about Selena Gomez doing drugs? Like, I've never heard about that. But if you type in Selena Gomez dehydration, exhaustion, rehab for anxiety, you'll see that there are little nuggets throughout the years that could line up with those blind items. So sometimes it's like a little bit of a hunt through tabloids, and then sometimes it's a little bit of a hunt through past romantic history to see if you're dealing with something that could be true or is total fan fiction also sometimes there's blind items that are like harry styles you know was out on a date with a fan and he said hello love and like took her to blah 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 and you're like that is fan fiction i've seen it on wattpad before there's no way that's true so there's that too yeah i feel like it requires a level of critical thinking and like kind of filtering that i do kind of enjoy and if it does encourage people to consume the things that they see a little bit more like conscientiously I'm like you know what that's a good thing like maybe yeah. we should be encouraging all of us to like reviewing things and be like wow this sounds like a Wattpad fan fiction and therefore like maybe I should give it less authority in my mind or like mark it with like needs more evidence right yeah. um which ones do you believe like blind items coming at it from your lens which ones are you like oh my god I can't believe this was true or I would never trust that one yeah I mean I think the Selena Gomez drugs one was like really shocking to me yeah. because I don't know like in my head I've like loved her since college like my roommate and I would like play her songs all the time love song was like amazing uh that and she's like been so open about a lot of her struggles like with mental health that it's hard for me to like see her as anything but this like wholesome person but at the same time like yeah I recognize that probably you and I do things that other people would be like no way Shannon or like no way Cece and it's like that's just like humanity that's like being alive right so mm. that I was like really shocked by but you know everything you said about the PR language of things like how and I know her new documentary came out I didn't watch it but I like read and listened to enough things about it that I'm like hmm it was like they didn't talk about a lot of things directly but because they didn't talk about a lot of things directly uh like um I mean for those there were there was allusions to things like trauma right she was just mm -hmm. like you know there's been trauma in my in my life but they don't talk about what they are and I think the fact that they don't talk about what it is but they alluded to it so much I'm just like something must have happened like Something yeah. must have happened, and now I am more susceptible to, like, seeing blind items about her and being like, yeah, no, that probably might have happened, because, like, what else could explain it? Um, the ones I don't really give as much credence to are, like, I think in one of your most recent episodes about Lindsay Lohan, you talk about how Lindsay, there's, like, a blind item about her having, like, a twin, like, in real life. Like, Parent <laughs> Trap was not just, like, 
Parent Trap wasn't just Parent Trap. Like, she actually does have a real-life twin. And that, I mean, that's a conspiracy that NT was diving into, but how funny is that? And then they're like, they're like, and the twin was killed off, but they still did the movie. I'm like, what? It is kind of funny because it's, I mean, I do remember watching The Parent Trap and being like, oh, wow, there's two of them. And then it turns out it was one. But for me, that thought lasted in my brain just for a couple of seconds before I Googled it. But it's fascinating that some people Google it and they go, nope, there must have been a twin. Yeah, like you can make a person just disappear like that. And like, it's, I don't know that I think that's like where I'm like, okay, I know we've seen a lot of shows. I think like what Breaking Bad, they get rid of so many dead bodies that I'm, it's actually to the point where I'm like, you can't actually get rid of that many dead bodies. But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe the, you know, the FBI, the CIA, maybe they are just getting rid of like so many dead bodies every day. And we just like, don't know about it. Um, Everybody's getting killed. I also watched the patient. He's killing all of these people. I'm reading a book about a socialite. She's killing everybody. I'm like, we're going to start encouraging people to kill everybody. I would never do it. First of all, morally, but secondly, I don't, how are they getting rid of all the bodies? They never follow that up. Like, Cece, honest question. You killed someone. Let's say it was an accident. How are you getting rid of the body? What would you do? Be honest. I mean, uh, I would probably call my mom because there was that one point where she was like, and she was probably really serious because she loved me, but she was just like, if honey, if you killed someone, I would help you get rid of the body. So I'm like, you know what? She's like a chemist. She probably has like chemicals at home. She probably knows what to do. So I, it would just be like a huge SOS to my mom, I think. That's a, that's a good person to have in your corner. See, my mom maternally would help me out, but all we know how to do is get deals at TJ Maxx. We would be like, I don't actually know how to hide the dead body, but like my heart's in the right place. I'd love to help you. I mean, you could probably just hide the body somewhere in TJ Maxx and have it yeah. be like within the realm of all the things that get. And then it becomes like that Wayfair conspiracy, right? About how uh, the furniture is being used to traffic children. Yeah. Or you know what I do? You know, all that food that nobody eats at TJ Maxx, I would like put the food in their hand and then I'd be like, they were killed by the expired fig jam and that's what did it. And then I would spread the theory. Yeah. And then TJ Maxx would get sued and that, that'd be a whole thing. Um, There we go. Okay. Well, actually it's not that hard. We both have outs. So I feel comfortable doing it. Great. Yeah. So I actually did take a look at uh, Crazy Days and Nights, which is NT's, um, NT is I guess he's an entertainment lawyer who also like has a blog about blind items. So I did go onto crazy days and nights and I was reading it and I was like, I don't understand how anyone knows who these blind items are about. So listening to your podcast is fascinating because you're always like, well, this is about this. And these are the blinds I found about like, you know, Alexis Bledel or like Rihanna. And I'm just like, how did you even figure that out? Like, how do you even take NT's materials and piece together who it's about? Well, there's a lot of people online who do that piece by piece. So if you just know your way around Google, you can kind of try to put them all together from different websites. There's AGC web pages. There's different Google sites. Um, there's different forums. There's, oh, no, they didn't. Like, there's tons of places like that. So it's just putting them all together. And then there's also... Um, different languages you know the illiterate royal is going to be Meghan Markle with the a or sorry with the mm the illiterate model who codes that's going to be Carly Kloss kk 
um, the bad actress is usually Selena Gomez because Enti doesn't think she's great at acting. Um, the celebrity CEO is usually Elon Musk. So after you just kind of start reading them for a little bit, which to me, crazy days and nights, it's like my morning paper. You like read it with a (laughs) cup of joe (laughs) and then you kind of just start to figure out who the nicknames are. Yes. That's weird to me because my understanding of blind items, or at least how publications like Gawker, Rest in Peace, treated it was if blind items are things that have to be able to be about like two to five people, right? Like you can't like pinpoint someone specifically. Um, I think like, you know, bad actress, Hulu show, pop singer, that's like almost a bit too on the nose. It like, who else Mm. could it be except for Selena Gomez? And my understanding of blind items was it was supposed to help avoid legal liability in a certain way, right? For you to be like, oh my God, like it could have been about someone else too. Like, so how can you sue me for that? But what you're saying, it seems like it gets so specific. And then there's like a coded language are is like Enti not afraid of being sued? Are you not afraid of being sued when you like put the blind items with a name? Yeah, I also, I mean, Enti reveals a lot of them as well. And I think once enough information has come out about it that he feels confident in revealing it, he will put the name that's associated with the blind item. Um, And I'm assuming he's not worried about getting sued. And I'm guessing I'm just a little bit too dumb to be thinking about it. Uh Uh-oh. I just imagine that if it's already online... I wouldn't, and you tell me, Cece, because maybe I should halt productions immediately, but I just imagine how could I get sued if I'm reading something that already exists online and I have proof of reading something so it isn't something that I created and I'm saying happens. I'm just saying, well, when I was online, here's what Mm -hmm. I read about XYZ. This is alleged, but what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So you actually, no, (laughs) no, keep on keeping on. I, there are some defenses to like defamation right one is absolute truth which it's hard to know in this case like is it true but if it turned out to be true you'd be completely uh i guess like defended against but the second kind of defense is just you know it's your opinion and you're not making any of these like statements with uh, actual malice which is the standard required for a defamation suit um, for a public figure you have to be like oh my god I actually just want to hurt Selena Gomez so I'm gonna yeah. spread lies about her um, or if you're like I'm not even gonna look into this a little bit see if there's like corroborating evidence I'm just gonna go ahead and be like Selena Gomez is a drug pusher she pushes drugs right like in Mean Girls um, mm-hmm. and that would be like a different story but uh, you know opinion and just kind of doing your own due diligence does get you very far in being shielded. Um, of course, for anyone listening, this is not legal advice. I'm not <laughs> your lawyer. Uh, this is just kind of just like general legal information about defamation, because I do think like the Depp, her and well, Johnny Depp and the Heard trial made a lot of people scared of defamation. Um, like it scared a lot of people into thinking that like, oh my God, if I say anything, I will get sued for defamation. When the legal standard is a bit above what we would, what we actually saw. And also with Amber Heard, like not even defamation, but speaking out against someone who abused you. You know what I mean? Because Amber Heard wasn't writing and saying, nah, I hate Johnny Depp. He's a piece of work. She was saying, I, you know, I was a victim of abuse. Yeah. Um, so Didn't I think that's like name. a, yes. So I think that's like a double edged sword. You know, one thing is scared of defamation talking about celebrities, but then the other is there's, now something else that you have to be nervous about when you want to talk about experiences that you've experienced. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's always, like, I think the hard line to figure out for yourself. Um, Did you ever get, like, any guidelines from people? Or do you have, like, legal counsel now to advise you on these things? Or are you just like, come what may? <laughs> um... Okay, first of all, I pray. No, I'm just kidding. Um, God, God solves all. <laughs> I I did recently work on turning Fluently Forward into an LLC. So if we get sued into oblivion, my assets will be different than Fluently Forward's. Um, but you know what? I just, I work a lot on manifestation. I do that law of assumption and I assume I'll never have any problems. I'm a huge believer in law of assumption now, so. Yeah, on my vision board, it says in clear letters, no lawsuits. Oh, I love that. Well, I <laughs> I will also manifest that for you. Okay. Um, so you never have to use my legal services. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so going on to this whole like anonymity thing uh, and the fact that you're like, I'm not going to get sued whatsoever. It was interesting to me that both like NT and Demois, they started off at least anonymous. I think Demois has been kind of unmasked now, but they started off kind of anonymous. And do you kind of wish that you had started off anonymous as well? Or are you like, I was just different than them. I'm like built different. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. No, I don't think so. I think I like putting my face out there because how else could I've met like people like you and other people like that, which I think is fun. I think this is just more of like a fun thing than like a I don't know. I, I think of NT and Dumois as like titans of the industry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not going to lie. It's cool that they're anonymous. Like there's something very sexy about that. Although I do think sometimes it is a little bit hypocritical. I, I think this is one of my first comments of Dumois to be like, here's all these photos of celebrities like, you know, taken from fans and like they weren't expecting them. But like you don't get to see my face. You don't yeah. get to know who I am. Um, that's kind of like all the tabloid magazines, though. I, uh, no, I think it's fun. I think it's fun to have your face out there. And then I also think it's fun because, I mean, you and I have seen this with different, like, snark channels and things mm -hmm. like that. I feel like it would be very hypocritical if I said, oh, I get to talk shit about celebrities, but you don't get to speculate about my life. I think if I'm doing it to celebrities, I should be open to it as well. Yeah. So, Are you know. Are you trying to say that you think you're a celebrity? Uh, no, I think I, I think I'm more like a god. No, uh, me? excellent. That I am a girl sense. in her closet with a microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? So, what service do you think like blind items that you're providing to society? And it doesn't have to be like virtue service, but just like what? What do you think you're doing? What kind of like gets you out of bed every day? Um. Uh. You know. God, I don't know. I would say entertainment. We are yeah. entertainment news. That's the industry that the podcast is in. But what I really would like to encourage is, and it might seem like blind items go against this, I just want to encourage more rational thinking and like less moralizing on topics. So I think, like I said before, I think a lot of people get into blind items because they go, I hate Anne Hathaway. Let me find a blind item of something horrible she did. And then that way I'm secure in hating her. But what I think is better is to say, I'm going to read all these blind items on all people. And then I'm just going to say, wow, look at that. Some of them do drugs. Some of them do cheat. I've never, you know, left a nasty comment to a celebrity. I think people who do that are insane. I think if you stan a celebrity and if you hate a celebrity's guts, you're unwell. And like you actually got to get some help. Like nobody should be doing that. Um, but I just think it's interesting to kind of know what's going on. First of all, it's entertainment. 
who is Pete Davidson dating? That's hilarious and fun. And it gives us something to do after a nine to five job where you go, you know what? Let's hear about his date with Emrata. That's going to entertain me for a little bit. But then on the second hand, what I also think is interesting is kind of that investigative piece of it. Mm -hmm. So him dating Kim Kardashian. There was a paparazzi video of them in a parking lot walking. They hold hands for a second and then immediately drop it. Mm. But all the photos just showed them holding hands. So I think blind items are A, entertainment, but then also B, your version of not trusting things that you see at face value and doing a little bit of work, you know? So are they dating? Well, blind items say this, and the paparazzi video said that. And if you look at the language and the press release, Mm -hmm. it makes me think X. So as crazy as it seems, because they do seem like conspiracy theories, I kind of want blind items to serve as a research function that that way when you see celebrity news or any type of news, you go, okay, that's interesting that they said that, but let me look at all of the sources to come to a conclusion about what I individually think about this. Yeah, I really like that. Like using celebrity gossip, which is like very attractive to people um, just generally and using that as a conduit for investigation and like weighing countervailing evidence and being like, okay, where is the real answer? Because it usually lies somewhere in between the PR answer and uh, the conspiracy theory, right? Yeah. And I'll say too, like PR, they definitely have a motive behind them, right? Like they want Mm -hmm. you to click on People Magazine, but I think blind items have just like a little less of that motive, you know? Sure, sometimes the more salacious the blind item, the more clicks you're getting, But I also think that since they're so lowbrow, you know that blind items aren't being funded by like, I don't know, big pharma or a certain lobbyist company or things like that because it's just crowdsourced gossip. Do you think, though, that like let's take Demois, for example, uh, there comes to a point where they get so big that they're no longer potentially reliable? I've read this criticism about Demois and the fact that like she has a novel now and like it's, you know, she's becoming her own brand apart from just posting stories and blinds for people like where is she kind of in this uh you know we can still trust her type situation yeah I mean Dumana I have our differences my basically working theory is that she's gotten so big right like once Kim Kardashian is referencing you on a tv show you are a celebrity like Mm -hmm. you are you know um and I think, obviously, I'm blocked, so I can't see the, the blinds that she posts. But I've seen, you know, screenshots of them online and things like that. And I, for the vibe that I get, tell me if I'm wrong, is that a lot of the blind items now do, to me, read as PR. So there'll yeah. be different blind items where it will say, you know, oh, my God, a non-please, but I heard a tip that Sydney Sweeney is about to be the new face of CoverGirl. Is that a blind item or, or is, that, is PR? that PR and then you just put a non-please after it and maybe CoverGirl could have paid you $4,000 to post it. So that's just my working theory. Mm-hmm. Who knows if it's true or not? I just feel like that's kind of the vibe that it's turning into. Less Army Hammer, yeah. more PR campaigns. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think in general when she's like, oh, I'm coming out with a novel, I'm like, no, now you're building your own brand. And like when you're building your Mm -hmm. own brand, you always have to kind of think about like who has an interest in 
what your brand says, what it looks like, what it does. And also, how do you get a deal with HBO? If you know what I mean, like if I if I ever got the chance to talk to an HBO executive, I would be like, why weren't you doing X, Y, Z? Like, you know, who's sleeping with who? Like, I think some people go into this industry wanting to be friends with celebrities. Yeah. And then I think some people go into this industry wanting to learn the truth of what's going on. And I just think that, you know, that would be the former category yeah. but i mean props props to her she literally is number one and also I, I did hear that the book was really good have you read it oh no i haven't i feel like i don't know i, well, I heard that it's like it a, a beach beach read but okay. like i love beach reads like i basically want a book that is like gossip girl in a book i don't want anything virtuous so <laughs> i think yeah. i might read it yeah yeah no um i will Go to the library to see if it's available and <laughs> check it out there. Uh, and, and I'm not like against beach reads at all. I think in, like I was reading this um, New York Times article about Colleen Hoover and how oh, there's yeah. like such a disdain by some people for her books. But I'm like, you know what? If it gets people reading, like, yeah, I love the Gossip Girl books when I was in middle school, high school. Like, are they good literature? No, but are they so fun and entertaining? Yeah. And that's like valuable. Right. I once read three alien erotica books in a week and I tweeted, I didn't say what they were, but I was like, I read three books this week. And I'm like, it was literally aliens, fucking humans, but like, whatever. (laughs) I read a book. And that's what happened to E.L. James, right? Like she wrote Twilight fan fiction and then it became a book. It became like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, wait, who's the author's name? E.L. James? She wrote Twilight? I thought, no, wasn't that Stephanie Myers? That's Stephanie Myers. No, yeah. she wrote a Twilight fanfic. Oh, and then that and was that became, ended up turning Fifty Shades. Yeah, that yeah. turned into Fifty Shades of Grey. But, like, it started off as Twilight fanfic. Okay, I've read some fanfics that were, like, really good. I'm like, oh, yeah. it should be published. <laughs> oh, 100%. And, yeah. like, yeah, whenever I, like, finish a show that I'm, like, really invested in, sometimes I want to stay in that universe more. And I'll, like, I will go on to, like wattpad or like uh what's that other it's like a3 or something ao3 mm-hmm. um and i will just like read the fan fiction and be like i'm still here like i'm still can i ask like which fictional character would you be like i would love to date them oh man fictional character um so unfortunately a lot of them are uh anime characters and now as i get older, well, what I, like... do you mean unfortunately they're not real <laughs> they're not real but they also like a lot of it is I think rooted in my own sexual awakening in adolescence, right? So like my mm-hmm. favorite is just like this I guess he's like 10 or 12 year old boy. <laughs> and it's not that like I like him, but it was at an age where I was like so I don't know, confused about life and like <laughs> what it meant to like feel emotions and like feel sexual attraction that yeah. uh yeah, there's yeah, there's this one character in in anime Cardcapper Sakura and like I just, like, looked at his photos all day, and I was like, he's so cute. I still think he's so cute, but now I'm, like, 31, and he's still, like, 12. Okay, Epstein. (laughs) I see you. No, I I get what you're saying, though. Even now, I'm like, ooh, there's something about, like, teenage Simba. And I'm like, that's, like, first of all, it's teenager and, like, also not even human. So, like, what? I mean, they – I mean, I could see Simba, you know? Right? Like, leader of a pack? yeah. Like alpha male, leader of the pack, so many qualities that would be appealing in a mate. Right? I mean, there we go. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe one day in the metaverse. Yeah. Okay. So I know um, our time is wrapping up, but I did want to get your kind of insight on, so um, an editor at Gawker 
posted this headline, and you can guess who it is. Mm. Which beloved comedian likes to force female comics to watch him jerk off? Mm, Louis C.K., and he's still doing it. (laughs) Is he? Is that, are the blinds saying he's still doing it? The blinds and the people. So just as an FYI for folks, do not go back with Louis C.K. to his hotel room. Yikes, yikes. Uh, Funny uh, aside about Louis C.K., but I was at a restaurant getting drinks with um, Claire Parker, our friend at Celebrity Memoir Book Club, and Louis C.K. was seated next to us. Um, Yeah, him and I think um, Darren Aronofsky, uh, the director, and I think they were talking about a new project. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Did you find it? I would have not known how to handle myself because I would have just been like what do I talk about like do I what did you guys end up talking about he's sitting right there yeah I mean we just talked about normal things but like with one ear towards like their table and being like what are they talking about like I am curious I think I would have just put my phone on recording like far away on the table face down and been like I'm just like literally gonna listen to everything that they were saying I'm such a creep you have no idea they would have had to escort me out of that restaurant it's good that you live in New York which is like a one-party consent recording state so you could be like (laughs) I consent to be recorded and record them I was a part of this conversation do you see a lot of celebs in New York not that much not as much as like you would think he was un- yeah, he was like one of the first ones I had seen, which is kind of sad because I would have I would have probably preferred to see other ones. Yeah, and did he look a little rough in person? Uh, then again, dim lighting at a restaurant. Makes yeah, it's like dim lighting. Good. They both were wearing hats. I feel like it's like the classic celeb move where like they both wear hats and caps, so you can't really figure out who they are. Oh my god, like baseball hats or like yeah. fedoras? Uh, baseball hats. Oh my god, interesting. Okay, well now I'm just gonna be on the lookout for hats. Yeah, yeah. This was like in Fort Greene. So next time you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, literally the next time you see a celebrity text me, I'll like run over. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Um, Yeah, okay. But this editor at Gawker, he was like, uh, at the time he was like, you know, I wrote as a blind because I thought it was beneath me to be writing blind items. But he since commented, gossip is the weapon that the powerless have the assistants can't do anything when their boss shits on them and treats them horribly but they can shoot off an email we were able to sort of seize on those power dynamics and hold them and hold people accountable what are your thoughts on kind of like this reframing on blind items Mm, i think it's i think it's true i think i think it just depends on how people use it right like i think a lot of people um say that gossip is like a woman's weapon yep. both for defending themselves and then also for going on the offensive but i think of i remember the first company i worked at the ceo was like literally a predator you can't say anything to hr they're not going to do anything about it but what you can do is tell your other girlfriends that you work with mm-hmm. stay away from this guy so that's gossip in the name of protecting someone and trying to defend a group of people um but it, it's just gossip is so hard to nail down because Gossip is Army Hammer abused me, but gossip is also um, Demi Lovato looks fat today. And here's an upskirt photo of Britney Spears getting out of a car. So I think it's hard when people try to claim that gossip is like, and I've I've definitely tried to die on this hill before where you're like, gossip is literally like beneficial and it's good for us. And some parts of it are, but Mm -hmm. then also some parts of it aren't. Um, I think it just depends how you try to twist it. But then again, that isn't that totally a lawyer's game? So like, I'm sure someone could make a really good argument in defense for gossip being the power of the people. 
Yeah. And in general, like law and like tools and everything, right, it can be used for good and bad. And I think that's like the tough part about any of these things that we talk about, like gossip or just like litigation is like, could it be good? Yes. Could it be bad? Yes, too. Um, And it's funny that you taught mentioned like, you know, workplace gossip about being like, oh, so and so in this department is creepy. uh, Because so I love workplace gossip um I love office gossip I love knowing what companies are doing I'm always like all over what's happening at Twitter what's happening on like at like meta because I do think what is happening there is like so interesting to me and to me like these corporations are almost like celebrities like no one knows what's happening in them behind the doors who the decision makers are and the times we do get to look in like finding out about all of the Elon stuff this past week at Twitter I've just been like glued to my screen oh yeah I was also I was on a date with this guy the other day and obviously talking about blind items (laughs) and he told me that um blinds exist for those um fang companies or whatever and he showed me the one for amazon and we like went through and I was searching I was like sex cheat drugs blackout you know so people will talk about this new VP who came on board, what do you think of him? And everyone anonymously says what they think of him or who got too wasted at the holiday party and stuff like that. I'm like, I had no idea that blind items existed for these tech companies. How fun. I'm like dying to get a login. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love those too. And I think what I love about them is they corporations are the same as like celebrities to me um not like I I revere them but like they're just so guarded they're so like well PR'd and they do impact a lot of our lives in ways that like we aren't aware of so like learning more about like how these I don't know like how they work like what is the blind item versus the PR statement and like trying to find the truth in between I think helps me navigate a little bit of like what should I do with my life? Should I go work for a corporation again? Like, how do we, how does anyone live this life in an environment where like so much, I mean, we're talking on Zoom, which is like a corporation. And I'm sure like things are going on there too that we're not even privy to. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like too, with both corporations and celebrities, you have the individual blind items about specific people, the nitty gritty niche stuff. But then you also have the, the hidden truths of all of them, right? So celebrities, they're probably doing drugs and being either, you know, non-monogamous with each other or full-on cheating. And then in the workplace, you feel like you start working there and you're like, you know what? It's actually not about the work that you do. It's all about kissing people's asses and who you know. So then those are also like truths of the industry where they aren't a specific blind item about an individual, but it's like, here's a hidden truth about law or finance or, you know, customer service. Here's what you have to do. So I think... There's like industry trade secrets and then there's also niche individual blind items and everybody just loves finding all of them out. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to feel bad about like talking about individual people um, because I think you're trained when you're younger to like not gossip about people to like not talk about individual people. But as as I've like matured, I guess I have realized that it's no, it's not about the individual person. Like, yes, maybe they should be talked about if it's like truly heinous, right? But it's about like what they say about the larger thing. Like what is the industry truth? Like what are we kind of trying to figure out about the systems like overarching us all, whether it be like the media or like law or like, you know, the tech industry because they exist. And I think it's important to know about in kind of like, I guess, low key QAnon way where I'm like, I know something is going on there and like, I want to find it out. Yeah. And also I think it's a good 
pulse check. You know what I mean? Like I, I think of that for celebrities all the time where it's like, maybe your blind items aren't true, but if people are believing them or not, that tells you what you need to know about yourself. I mean, God knows we both have things about us online, some that are true or not true. And I remember reading threads about myself and I'll see things that are untrue, but I'm like, oh, pulse check. People think that I'm a Republican and people think that I don't, am not smart and don't know things. And I'm like, is that true? Maybe it's not true, but this is how some people think that I'm presenting. That's my pulse check. How do I either course correct that or lean into it? Or like, how do I want to be perceived? So it doesn't matter if the stuff about you is being said is true or not. All that matters, right? Perception over reality. So I think companies, celebrities, individuals can take gossip about themselves and say, okay, do we course correct or is this who we want to be representing us? Yep. Yep. It's funny you mentioned the Republican thing because I get that a lot too. Um, That is one of the... Literally anyone nowadays, any creator could be like, I'm a lifelong Democrat. And then they'll be like, but I don't like Bernie Sanders. And people will be like, oh, they're secretly a conservative. I swear to God, it's like insane now. You say one thing that's like not liberal and people are like, she is the most far right person I've ever met. It's like, yeah. okay, like it is what it is. Whatever. No, no, I feel that. And in my case, I was like, okay, I actually was a Republican. So they did get that right. But mm. um am I anymore? Obviously not. But then there's like this narrative that oh, I still am, I must be, um, I must be (laughs) pretending. And I'm like, oh my God, like it is good to know that this is perception because what am I going to do about it? Like, do I want to do anything about it? Um, What is kind of like your favorite blind about yourself or like your favorite rumor? And like, how how do you kind of like deal with the the fact that you are discussed sometimes in the same way that you discuss these celebrities? Um, how do I deal with it? I don't know. Text you, cry, text other creators. Like there's no real good way. Try to avoid it. Right. Um, which I feel like is, is a recent thing, but I don't know. I, it's also funny seeing it in real time. I remember there was one thread and somebody was like, oh, I went through her LinkedIn and like, I'm pretty sure she grew up rich and she went to a private school and that had like 50 upvotes and underneath it with two upvotes, someone said, well, I went to her LinkedIn too, but her high school was public. And then underneath they go, oh, I guess you're right. And to me, that was funny because it's showing how like something could be proven to be wrong, but that's still going to have the most upvotes. And that will be what people take away from the thread is like, oh, my God, Shannon went to a private high school. It's like not true, but like the area was wealthy. So like we're going to run with it mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think it's um, it's just int- I mean, I'm not going to say anyone can't do it. Like, who am I to say that? Right. Like, I'll defend your right to say whatever, even if I don't like it. But I think it's interesting to see that I've done that literally myself as well on Mm -hmm. threads where let's say somebody saying Miley Cyrus, you know, was once rude to Demi Lovato. And then someone will say, oh, well, actually, that was a fake fan edit video that was made. Mm, Whatever the top comment is, I literally might take that in my head and run with it and then spread it. So like we've all done that stuff. Yeah. So Shannon, you're like the problem. You're both a problem and the solution here. Ooh, there we go. And here I thought it was just a girl in a closet, <laughs> but we're all bigger than that. Yeah. We are all bigger than our individual selves. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, I really, really always love hearing about what's happening in the world of celebrities because I did admit, I tried to figure out like piece together some of the empty stuff. And I was like, Nope, nope. This is why I listened to Shannon's podcast because thank God someone out there is doing the legwork because it's not going to be me. Stick with me, kid. But thank you for having me on. And I just have to say, too, I adore your podcast. (laughs) Every topic you come up with is like the perfect, the perfect topic. And I love hearing you talk about things. Oh, 
That means so much to me coming from a podcast podcast queen like you. That's what (laughs) a pod quacker. That's what they call when you talk about conspiracy theorists. They're like, she's a pod quacker. Maybe you should put that like trademark Shannon (laughs) pod quacker. Has a a little bit of a ring to it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, um, you know, being a relatively newbie to the podcasting space, like I definitely look up to people like you who've been doing it and like gotten comfortable with just speaking in with the mic in front of them I'm still like what is this thing it's like toxic <laughs> it probably is that's something that the news media will be like two years late telling us to plastics uh, in it I don't know cancerous something like that well then we can sue so that will be our <laughs> class action don't worry. all right um, Thank all you. right well see you later and see everyone else next week